We're going to be in Matthew chapter number four. We're going to finish up. Uh, I, I say we're going to finish up the, uh, this book this morning. Uh, and go ahead, you know, next week, you know, write this down. We're going, we're starting in, in uh, the, the, the Sermon on the Mount, what we'll be going into next Sunday. We're going to be in that, uh, chapter five. That this is going to be one of the things I'm going to ask you now. Go ahead and bring pen, paper, and your Bible. You know, this is something we're fixing to get into the meat of what Jesus come and when he was sitting up on that hillside, he taught in depth. Uh, he went into, to, to, you know, very intimate seclusion with his, uh, uh, his, his apostle and taught. But this is today I want us to look at the call of man. This, uh, the, the, the first people Jesus started calling to follow him. The, the very first, as, 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 as Jesus Christ had, had, had already been, uh, uh, prophesied of, Old Testament, uh, when Matthew starts the book, he gives the lineage of how Jesus Christ would come, uh, the virgin birth there, and, and then the, the, the trip, Jesus, I mean, he had to run for his life. You know, we've been going through, Matthew is showing a, a, a great divine, uh, prophetic message that was prophesied of, and he's, he's went step by step to show the, the kingship, the authority that Jesus Christ has uh, since before the foundation of the world was laid, Jesus had that authority. He had a role that He would come to this earth and He would walk on and, and He would start to set up the kingdom of God. The kingdom of heaven was, was at this point. Jesus was just getting started into it. Went through the wilderness, been tempted. Uh, he, he, had, he had overcome the temptations of the devil. And, and here Jesus is, 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 is He's come back. You know, he spent a year there around Nazareth doing miracles and, 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 and teaching in the city. You know, Jesus was, was starting to prove to people that he was the chosen one, the son of God. He was the one that, that, that the, the, the prophets had, had prophesied of. And, and this was, was starting to grow. I want, I want you to understand and, and bear with me because we got to flip back and forth a little bit here today. I want you to turn to John chapter one. John chapter 1, I'm going to look at verse 36. John chapter 1, verse 36. Uh, we're going to start right here and just say, Dear Lord, we love you. We praise you. We ask you now. Lord, as, as we go into this Word this morning, we have time. I need, to, I need to be able to teach this morning. I need people to be able to pay attention. Lord, we ask that, that, that you would clear their minds, Lord, that they could focus directly on you, your Word, and the call that you're placing on each and every one of us to be disciples. God, that's what your first call to us is, is through us being saved, we are your disciples. And God, I, I pray each and every person in this room today would understand that a disciple is a servant. And God, that we have all came, that, that, that your call, that your call to salvation, by you saving us, you become our Lord, which that means that we are your subjects, we are your servants. We, you can't just be Savior to me. God, I know that. Lord, please help me each and every day to relinquish the control that, that, that the Satan, the pull of this earth, the, this, this world has on my life. And Lord, that I can become that obedient servant, Lord, that follows your word just as you prescribe. God, help us. Pray for that one sitting here today, Lord, that may be lost. Uh, that's never accepted that call to become a disciple, that call of salvation to be that child, to be that servant to you, God. Help us help us to be able to preach with authority today through the Holy Spirit, God, to let the Spirit move in here this morning, flow upon hearts. Lord, and those that have been saved, that were called to be servants, 
But Lord, they're like on Ephesus, the runaway slave from Philemon. Lord, they've 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 run away from their master. Lord, we got them that sitting that 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 are sitting here today that that are really out trying to rule their own life. God, we pray for them. Lord, we pray that you call the the the, the second call, Lord, the third call that you would call us back, Lord, that we would follow you, forsaking all others, Lord, and follow you. Today we ask in Jesus' sweet and precious name. Amen. But I want us to understand, John 1, chapter 1, verse number 36, not 1 John, the, the gospel of John, after Luke. Uh, verse number 36, looking upon Jesus as he walked. Now this is, is, is John the Baptist, and he said, Behold the Lamb of God. And the two disciples heard him speak, and they followed Jesus. Okay, understand, John the Baptist has been proclaiming, preaching the message, you know, repent, the kingdom of heaven is at hand, repent, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent, be baptized for the remission of sin. John had been preparing hearts to receive God's gospel. And God's gospel was walking amongst them in the flesh. And right here, uh, John is going into detail. It says there's two disciples there with John that day. And, and, and they heard John say, there is the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. And, and it says, then Jesus, verse 38, then Jesus turned... Uh, and saw them, following him, and, and, and said to them, What seek ye? It says, Then he said unto them, Rabbi, which is to say, being interpreted, Master, where dwellest thou? And he says, Come and see. It says, And they came and draw near and, uh, where he dwelt, and abode with him that day, for it was about the tenth hour. One of the two, understand, one of the two that was standing there with John, that was sent to be with Jesus, it says, one of the two which heard John speak and followed him was Andrew. Okay? Understand this. It was Andrew. If you go back to Matthew chapter number 4, verse number six, uh, uh, 18. Let me get to verse number 18. It says, And Jesus walking by the Sea of Galilee saw two brethren, Simon called Peter and Andrew. Okay? So the very first person that ever saw Jesus Christ besides John, the very first one that received the, the message that there is the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He was there. He saw. He heard the message. Don't know who the other guy was. The Bible don't say. But I want you to understand that there, there, there's, there's, there's something that we need to understand about being fishers for men uh, being fishers for men, there's three characteristics you got to be, okay? Now, I'm a horrible fisherman. Buck can amen that. I can carry over there and troll around all day and don't catch a thing. But I want you to understand, but to be a fisherman, you got to have patience, right? you got to be very patient to fish. Very, very patient. you got to have perseverance, right? you got to have perseverance because you got to continually do it and do it and do it and do it. And then you gotta have bravery, cause you're gonna be out there and you're gonna face, you know, hey, one day I flipped the live well switch on, forgot about it, and I sunk my boat. Praise the Lord that it didn't go all the way under, I was able to drag it back. But these are the things I'm talking about. You're gonna have, but to, but to be a fisher of men, and that's what we're all called to be is fishers of men. Amen. If you heard the Holy Spirit call on your life, and, and when the Holy Spirit showed you that you were a sinner, that you had to be born again, that, that if you've answered that call to salvation, you have been, but you have been made a disciple, which in turn is a fisher of men. And, and to be a fisher, I mean, you know, and there's a lot of people, they didn't say you as a captain of a boat. 
There's a lot of us want to be captain. Amen. I got a lot of captain. Now, come on. We got a lot of captains in here. Come on, ladies. Say amen. You didn't say be captain. You said be a fisher. It's, 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 it's a lonely life. Now, I ain't never been on a boat out in the Gulf or out in the sea to, to, to do that kind, but it would have to be a lonely, hard, grueling life to be. And if you look at the life that Jesus Christ lived, He was lonely. The world hated Him. The, what that He come to save rejected Him. Now, I want you to understand, verse number 16, Matthew chapter 4, we're going to start in verse 16 where we was at last week. It says, the people which sat in darkness. You know, Jesus had to leave Nazareth. They, they done rejected Him, run Him out to the, pen, uh, the, 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 the side of the city and was ready to cast Him and kill Him. He slipped through the crowd and got away. And, and, and Jesus left there. He left uh, Nazareth. He went on in down into Galilee and to uh, Naphtala. And, and uh, one more time, I preached just last week. you got to remember all these names. Uh, but Jesus says that, that, that He went to where the people which sat in darkness. He didn't go to, the, to Jerusalem. He did not go to where the religious leaders, where the educated people, where the folks of, 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 of high society, the ones that knew. He didn't go to those kind of people. He went down to the everyday average person. He went to them which had always followed the religious leaders. And he wanted to get away from that mindset. He wanted to get away from modern day Christianity is what I'm trying to say. Jesus Christ, hey y'all, we have worked church. We have just, we have, uh, I don't know what word to say with us, but we have totally messed church up. Why? Because Jesus Christ did not call us in here to sit on pews. Amen. He called us to be fishers of men. He called each and every person in this room. Now I want you to understand this. He did not, he, these are not his apostles. These ain't his apostles yet. Okay? He didn't call Andrew and Peter right here to be apostles. He called them to be fishers of men. He said, follow me. I'm a, why, why? He went down into the darkest place which the people sat in darkness. They saw a great light. What is Jesus? He said, I am the light. What are we supposed to be? Lighthouses. Each and every person in this building should be a lighthouse that the Holy Spirit dwells inside you that the, 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 the Spirit of God should shine forth. But you know what? A lot of us has got dirty mirrors. You know what? A lot, lighthouse is just a glass windows. It's got, a, 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 I guess back then, a big candle or, or, or a, 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 a carbide or something that light that would burn. And it, it, that, as that thing rotated, it had a big mirror behind it. You know, as that, as that light burned, the, 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 the soot or, 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 or crystal, whatever of the, the flame would make that mirror dirty, would, would, would make the windows inside that lighthouse dirty to where that light becomes, if they didn't clean it, you'd never see the light again. Some of us today, I, I, some of you, maybe you ain't saved. Maybe you never accepted you. Never, you've, you've never said, Lord, come and dwell inside me. Forgive me of my sins. Save me. Redeem me. Write my name down in the book of life. Make me a child of the King. Lord, I surrender my life to you. There may be people here today that have never done that. There's folks in here today that have done that. And Jesus has called them out to be disciples, to be fishers of men, to be servants to Him, but yet they're not doing what they were called to do. You'll see here in a minute where, where these guys, they went back to fishing. Jesus called them out again. You know what I'm thinking? I can't get all into it today. They, they was, I'm thinking four different times that they were called to follow Jesus. These same group of people. We'll get there when we get into the book of Luke and John, I, but I just want you to understand. 
there, there's always going to be a call on your life, okay? The, the call is not to come sit in. And we got plenty of chairs in here, but we need them full, but not, 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 that's, this is not the end of the line, y'all. This is just the beginning. And it says right here, it says, and to them that sat in the region and of the shadow of death, Jesus went to those that were farthest away from Him, from God, from, 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 from having an opinion or a theology, okay? This is what Jesus come to them that never been trained in theology to where He did not have to reprogram or unbrainwash what had been stored inside of them. He come to people that was lost, that was sick, that was hurting, that, 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 that nobody knew their name. But praise God, in just an instant, He knew their name. That song spoke to me. Oh, that song spoke to me just to know how intimate that he was. Verse 17. For from that time Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He said, Repent, repent. It means turn. Turn from the way you're going. Turn from the actions you're doing. Turn from the things that you've got going on in your life that you know is wrong. You're living in sin. Each and every day you continue to go further in sin and go further in sin, but yet all Jesus is saying is repent, turn from that sin. Quit feeling guilty. Look at me, people. Look at me in the eyes right here, right now. Quit feeling sorry about the sin in your life. Repent from it and be set free. How many of you would love to be free today? He's saying repent and follow me and you'll be free. But yet we still have that desire that makes us feel so guilty. And depression sets in. Anxiety sets in. All these things come upon us and it's grief from the sin that's in our life. And the cure for sin is Jesus and He sets you free. But yet, here it is. Jesus is preaching this. And Jesus goes down and He starts calling. He starts calling. And when Jesus came, it says, And Jesus walking by the Sea of Galilee saw two brothers, Simon, which called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, Casting their nets in the sea, he found men that knew how to do what Jesus needed done. These men were fishermen. They knew how to go out and catch people, catch fish. They knew how to do this thing right here. God's given you the ability. And I feel like before most people ever get saved, they've then figured out a trade. Maybe building houses, maybe pouring concrete, maybe a supervisor, maybe... You know, it may be selling insurance. You know, it may be teaching school. It may be working in doctor's office, nursing home, funeral home. It don't matter. It may be, you know, I don't know. But God gives you a path to go down. And He makes it to where you can be effective in the path that He's sending you down. Look at verse number... Uh... That ain't going to change. Can you skip it to the next slide? There we go. And he saith unto them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Understand this. Jesus Christ went and found two brothers that knew how to do something. That Jesus says, I want you to take your knowledge about the trade that you have, the skills that you have, and I want to train you in how to go after lost people. The church was... I'm going to back up and tell you a little story. We're going to make it fast. There was a, there was a lighthouse. There was a small community of, of, of probably 20 people that lived around this big lighthouse in a very dangerous part of the sea. 
multiple shipwrecks, multiple shipwrecks, and they had these little life-saving crew. That they, they, they built a little hut and put a little lifeboat underneath there. And when these ships would, would crash, these, 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 these three individuals, they would, they would get in that boat. In the storm, they would go out into the, the rough waters in this small boat and they would try to rescue as many people as could to pull them from the sea that they were drowning in. And you know that they would bring them back in and, and, and as, as, as they done this calling that was placed upon their lives, this, this little hut became a house. And, and those three members grow into 20 or 30 members. The, the, they were grateful that somebody come and pulled them out of the sea that they were drowning in. Their ship had wrecked and they needed help. They needed to be rescued. And as this, this little community grew, and as this life, this life boat saving committee or group, as they continued to grow and to do and to go out and save lives, there was those that had been rescued and pulled from the stormy waters that was grateful and appreciative and thankful, and they forsook what they were doing, where they was going, and they joined this life group, and they, they continued to grow, and they would go out, and they built a bigger big, bigger boat house, and they got better boat equipment, and they, 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 they had you know more training, and, and this continued to grow, and these people would go out, and they rescued thousands of people, pulling them out of these, 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 these stormy waters. Where, and, but, you know, there was a lot of loss. There was a lot of casualty. There was a lot of people die. There's a lot of people that was never pulled from the water. They they they, they wouldn't cry out. They, they they wouldn't call out for help. They, they they saw the boats coming. They saw the lights. They heard the people, but people would never respond to the call. And eventually, that 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 wonderful, beautiful boathouse that was built and furnished so well, part of the people inside that 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 that, that, that rescue crew decided they was tired of going out in treacherous waters. And they said, you know, look, we're not going out anymore. We're just going to stay here at the boathouse and we're going to fellowship and this is a place for us to meet and gather. And, 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 and you know, the, the, the next day there was a massive cruise ship sank or, or started going down and they was down to a half a crew and they was going out in these boats and they were bringing in all these folks from different ethnicities and then they come in and they've been in the sea and they were filthy and dirty and and, and 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 as they come in they just ruined the carpet and the cheers inside that new boat uh, the new boat house that had been built and, and 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 they didn't have time to get them cleaned up and showered it was just a mess and the the, the, the half that quit said look we can't have this anymore y'all got to go down the road and build you another boat house you got to build you another rescue station so those that were dedicated to saving those and pulling them out of the waters to rescue those that was lost, they went down and built a little hut. And as they continued to do what their call in life was, that grew. They had, they were able to buy, build a bigger boathouse than what they had back with the other group. The people that was grateful for being saved from those troubled waters, guess what? They stuck around. They, they sold all they had and invested in this. And it continued to grow. And this life station grew and they bought more equipment and more equipment. And before long, the same thing happened. Half of the crew was tired of going out. They said, look, you're not going to keep ruining our stuff here. we got a nice place. You're going to have to build a little shack out back. You're going to have to bring people in and hose them off outside and give them dry clothes out. And they can't come in until they're clean. Story of the church today. At one time, we had a zeal. We had a zeal about us. It didn't matter who it was or what they'd done. We'd run out. God had to call on our life and the Holy Spirit. We were being filled by the Holy Spirit. 
I was filled with the Holy Spirit when I was saved. I don't want to ask the Holy Spirit. I don't need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I need to be filled by the Holy Spirit. Why? Because if I'm filled with the Holy Spirit over and over, it means I lose it and it comes back. I lose it and it comes back. And that don't happen. Praise God. I need to be filled by the Holy Spirit. But the more by the Holy Spirit, it means that the more the Holy Spirit indwells me, the less I am. Good thing about a good fisherman, he don't have to be saw. He wants to stay back and in in, in be hid. But I want you to understand, the church today has become a resort on the beach coast to where there's comforts, there's no danger, and we're not doing the job that God has called us to do. He says, you go out into the waters. You get in that little boat, you go out into that storm, and you rescue them people. And you bring them people back in like they are, and you let me change them. You let me fill them. You let me be what makes them into what they are. As Jesus tells them, you look right here. It says, I will make you. Jesus Christ said He would make me what He wants me to be. I have to be obedient. I have to be selfless. I have to be caring. I have to be concerned. I have to have a desire for the lost. And there's so many times in life that I get distracted, I lose my zeal, I lose my care, I lose my enthusiasm, I lose what's important. Is that God pulled me out of the stormy sea where I was drowning, and He pulled me out and put me on a firm ground, He equipped me, He filled me, He made me, and today I've got to use the talent that He's given me. And the call He's placed upon me to go out and to reach lost people. But it's kind of like a stationary foghorn. Listen to me. Eventually they got these lighthouses. And that lighthouse had a foghorn. And when that operator saw a ship, he'd go blowing down on that foghorn. And I know I sound like that to a lot of you. But you know, I can't be a stationary foghorn up here preaching, 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 and I can't be a lifeboat. You, you know, I can't be the one that's, that's in there cooking the meals for, 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 for the hungry, the wet. I can't be in the washroom washing, drying their clothes where they come out of the sea. You know, I, you know it's just like this right here. There is a purpose behind every person that comes into this, this life-saving community. We've all got a job to do. But you know, so many people feel like, well, I've been saved, I go to church. You know, it's sad, there was a story of an of a, of a older gentleman that had 287 violins that had never been heard by anybody. And these, I'm talking about, you know, this was like a 10 or a 12 million dollar collection that had never been heard by people. And the first time the violin was heard, they said the age of the violin had been some nearly 147 years old. That's how old this piece was before the first ear, besides, I guess, the family that made it, it was never open to the public. As you look at the waist of that, 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 that beautiful wood, the, the craftsmanship, the, the, the string, the sound, how that that could just 
melt hearts. But you know, they say the average that 95% of all Christians never, never, never lead anybody to Jesus. That's 95% of, of the world's greatest violins ever created that never is a sound heard from them. Y'all, it's our job. It's our job. He calls you. As he walked down the sea coast and he called Peter and Andrew and he says, Come, follow me. He says, I'll make you. I'll make you what I want you to be. Look, I don't want nobody to change to be what I want you to be. You understand? I don't want nobody here to change to what I think you ought to be. I want the Holy Spirit to, 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 to indwell you and for you to be indwelt and be filled each and every day more and more by the Holy Spirit, that by the filling of the Spirit that you can be those that get in these lifeboats and you go out into this sea that we live in today, these storms, and that you're running rescue missions. Y'all, we're supposed to be running rescue missions out of this. It's turning into a resort. Turning into a resort. I ain't being ugly. Please don't think, y'all, I'm, no way am I trying to be ugly about this. I'm trying to get folks to realize that we are in the saving business. We have to bring the gospel to this world. And the gospel is, is the good news that Jesus Christ Loves you enough that He came and He died for you. He wants to save you. He wants to forgive your sins. He wants to pay that sin debt, the penalty. The wages of the sin is death. Jesus Christ, and y'all, that's the message we need to carry out. And, and as those people, as we're calling out, as we're proclaiming this, and those people that are willing to receive that message, we put them in the boats and we bring them back in. They come in, they get fed, they get clothed, you know, they get everything they need. And then in turns, we put them right back into the lifeboats and we carry them out with us. Y'all, that's our job, to be fishers of men. As we're going to see, disciples and apostles are two different things. But I want you to understand, right here, right now today, but then we're going to come. Somebody here today, God's calling out to you. God is calling and says, I want to save you. I want to redeem you. I want to. I want you to understand. I've paid the penalty for your sin. I'm calling you today to be fishers of men. You say, well, I, I'd love to be saved, but I ain't about that other business. Well, you're gonna die lost and go to hell because he he cannot be your savior if he is not your lord. For him to be your lord means that you are his servant. You're his slave. Nobody will ever enter into the kingdom of heaven that is not a subject unto the king. There ain't no way around it. And then I look, there's a, uh, there's a second call. He's calling out right here today. He says, look, I saved you. I called you out and you followed me. He said, but somewhere along the way, you've gotten into, into the resort house and you got comfortable and you don't want to leave the resort house. Y'all, we're not building another resort house right down the road. We're going to kick the walls out. And we're going to dirty the furniture up. We're going to get the floor muddy. So when them people come in out of the water, it don't matter what they look like. Guess what? The Lord can take care of any stain that's on that, any sin, anything that's ever happened. We are in the life call. Y'all stand to your feet today. I want, I, want, I, want to, I want to ask this question from people in here today. 
when you was born again, when you were saved, there was a fire inside of you that was ignited. And, and, and But today, that, that fire may just be an ember. You have no desire to help anybody. Well, you, you can write a check or, you know, if it's your son or your daughter or, or, or your grandkids, sure. But that neighbor, Terry talked about, that, 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 you know, in, in our Sunday school lesson this morning, that little lawyer, real smart and funny, said, well, who's my neighbor? And that neighbor is anybody you come in contact with. It's anybody we come in contact with. Teens, I ain't going to say kids, teens, look at me. Y'all got friends at school that don't, that, that, that drink, smoke, they own drugs, live a sinful life, doing things that you know ain't right. Your heart ought to be breaking. Listen to me, kids. Young people, listen to me. You got friends that's gonna die and go to hell because you won't be somebody. You know, I, I baptized about most of you in here. I mean, I baptized a bunch of you in here, but you know, my thing is, God's called you to be fishers of men. That means to go after those that surround you and pull them into this boat. That boat that saved your life, the lifeboat. It's your job to start pulling them people in that boat with you, helping them. Parents. You know, I'm fixing to be real high. We can go through hell high water to get our kids to ball practice. And I'm guilty. I've done it. But what are we going to go through to get our kids saved? That's my first question. Oh, my kids are saved. Well, what are you going to do to get your kids out saving other kids? What are you going to do to help your kids reach other kids? What are you going to do to help reach people around you? You work with, you work for, or work for you. I don't care. My question is, Jesus called everybody in this building to do a job. But we, but, but we get a nice place, and we take the, the purpose that it was designed for, and we make it into something that it wasn't created for. I can't remember who it said something this morning about, you can tell, I've been Norman speaking this right here. You know, used to the church, the church changed the culture. Today, the culture has changed the church. We try to do everything to mirror the world, to make that influence, to make them comfortable, to draw them in, when all we need is the Holy Spirit. It says, He will draw nigh. Today, I'm going to ask you, as they start the songs, they begin to sing, if you're lost, come up here, get me, get Will, get, get, get Jack, and tell us you're, you're lost, you've never been saved, you won't be saved. We explain to you the, the plan of salvation. There's other ladies in here, there's other people in here today can lead you. Norm, I mean, that, but what I'm calling on them today, them that have been saved that was pulled out of the storm, that's sitting in the resort, enjoying the comforts. They're not willing to go out anymore. They're not willing to get back in that boat and go out. This is what we need today. We need folks willing to get in the lifeboat to go out in the storm and pull people out of the field. I'd ask you today. I'd ask you today. Will you? Will you get out of your comfort zone? Will you get out of your comfort zone? Please. Come on. Get out of your comfort zone today. The Lord is calling you. The Lord is calling you. No matter what you've done, no matter what's been said, all it is is the Lord is saying, today, today, today is the day of salvation. Today is the day you can repent. 
Today's the day you can repent and say, let me come back in. Lord, let me back in that boat. Get me back in that boat. Or you can stay in that beach resort and you watch folks die and slip off in the pits of hell. I'd ask you today. I'm going to ask you today. Take off these days, take my way.